Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Today we're talking about, uh, I guess I just, I don't know, just a couple of silly things, but uh, but we're talking about, it's hot weather season now. It's June, it's coming into summertime. Um, we picked up like hydro flasks a while ago, and these have like really changed, I guess, the way that we carry around water. Like for, what, for the last 10 years, it was probably the, the fashionable item to have in the outdoor community to have a Nalgene bottle. And I'm late to the party, of course, in, in reporting this news that uh, vacuum sealed uh, insulated bottles are cool to have your water in. I think I think Hydroflask broke that news to REI and, and the outdoor community a few years before I'm now bringing it to you. But these are cool, right, Marina? We got them right now. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, the Hydroflask bottles are, are definitely really cool. But really, any of those insulated water bottles are pretty neat. And I think it's like one of the, the bigger like gear uh, revolutions that have happened in this decade is probably the LED light. That's like the the light, bright white LED replacing like the, the the battery operated bulbs and stuff for a lot of the stuff before. But that's like the 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 more the most modern revolution is probably that LED light. Maybe like some of the building materials they have for like the outdoor equipment. But man, like insulated vacuum sealed bottles for cold water when you're traveling. That's probably like the other big one that we've gotten this year. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Even though Stanley had this around for like 50 years, that was only for coffee. So, um, so my friend Robert, who's done this podcast a bunch of times, he called me and I missed the call and he called me and I missed the call and he called me again and I missed the call and he called me later and he said, he said, Billy, I, uh, I was at this gear swap. It's that time of year. And so I guess a bunch of people that, that do like uh, outdoor recreation river stuff, if they have like kayaks or rafts or stuff that they, they want or don't want anymore, they, they have like a organized gear swap. So I was going to say, if you're in an area, uh, look around to see if this June, before the season really gets up off the ground, if there's a gear swap happening in your area, because uh, you might be able to score a cool, a cool deal on like a really cheap boat or raft or kayak or something. Robert, my friend, like he, uh, I think he sold or he like traded out his kayak or his, his raft. I think he had like a big like 18 foot river raft. That was like shy. It was like from the 80s or something. It had seen uh, plenty of trips, I'm sure. He, he ended up like trading that one out and then buying a new, to him, new used one at this gear swap. And I guess he made out really well, uh, you know, by the purchase of it. And, and, you know, everybody got what they wanted. They got to sell the raft and Robert got to buy a raft. He was calling me because we were looking for kayaks. We were looking for kayaks for a little bit. Those inflatable ones. We wanted to get like an inflatable kayak to take out and travel with it. So, I don't know, it was a cool idea. But uh, he was saying there are great deals on them. So what I was going to say is, Look around in your area for a gear swap and get a hydro flask. You can see more of my work at billynewmanphoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert, on surrealism, on camping. Some cool stuff over there. Today I'm talking about a couple of the photographs that are going up online, and uh, oh man, yesterday way successful. Got a bunch of content stuff done uh, done yesterday, but uh, edited a bunch of photographs. Uh, tried to cut on a couple videos, but that only only goes so fast. But I think I, I got a, like a photo or a podcast wrapped up. I got a video made. I got a, a photo edited and, and posted and stuff. So I, I don't know. I dig it when I'm, I'm kind of jumping in and 
um, getting all the pieces together each day. That's kind of cool. I'm messing around with Anchor a little bit. I don't know how long lasted that'll be, but uh, at least in an effort to promote this podcast. So if uh, if anyone had actually, uh, which I doubt, if anyone had ever followed a link over from Anchor to check out this podcast, let me know uh, sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's one of those kind of budding, well, I don't know what budding means when it's not 2007 anymore, but it's one of those budding social networks that has a handful of people that, that work on it or that follow it. Uh, but I'm not really sure how successful overall it is. It's sort of like um, like an Instagram app, but if the post you make was an audio post or like a podcast, like really just like me talking right now, I think it's about the same thing. So uh, something sort of similar to that. And because it's sort of like this podcasting stuff, that's why I've been getting into it. But uh, trying to do a little audio update post over there each day. I think you can check that out. And um I don't know. It's okay, but trying to talk about some photo stuff over there also. Today I'm uh, in my truck and I'm working on a bunch of stuff on my laptop. I'm trying to edit this photograph. Of, well, one of them is of like our camp or, you know, like when we're getting ready to go on our backpacking trip. And one of them is kind of the, the layout of a bunch of the gears. We're trying to pack it and get it ready that morning, uh, which is always like a really tough part of the backpacking trip. I don't know if, how much backpacking you guys do, but especially when you're, you're kind of transitioning from two states, one of them being... Um, car camping where you're sort of loaded out for for an extended period of time with more heavy equipment that you're kind of loading and carrying around um, so you kind of pack for the car but then you, you sort of change out when you go backpacking you know if you're car camping a couple of days and then jumping out and going backpacking you sort of have to reassess and then and then sort of repack everything uh, that you would need to get through a backpacking trip and uh, it's man it's time consuming you know when you have to kind of do that swap over but uh, anytime you're pack- packing for the backpacking trip stuff it's kind of I don't know if it's frustrating, but it's a little bit about like, ah, man, like, do I take this? Do I not take this? Is it just going to be weight on my back that I carry that I end up using or participating with, you know, this item or this thing uh, for for just one percent of my time there? You know, and sometimes even still on short trips that definitely have, especially on short trips, short backpacking trips, like overnight trips, two day trips. I would really recommend you you put everything you want to carry in in a plastic sack you know like something that's like a gallon big but i swear if it's one day if it's one overnight trip you should eat before you go (laughs) maybe people hey i can like that i don't know if i want to eat a ton of food but uh you should you should leave so that you don't need to eat right away you should hang out you know have a meal ready and then uh have a power bar on the next day or the way back or something like that but you know some spare food and whatnot but uh but a lot of spare stuff a lot of extra stuff, a lot of delicacy stuff. It's tough when you're backpacking, uh, but you always you always want to do it until you start hiking the weight of it. Then you want to ditch it. Then you want to throw it out the window or, you know, off the trail, right? You can check out more information at billynewmanphoto.com. You can go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support if you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about, you're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way through the portal at billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it. If you're interested or or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash billynewmanphoto. For the longest time, I was shooting with Nikon cameras, and I'd always uh, really liked doing that. But most of that was always kind of um, maybe constrained by budget. 
for I think I started with a Nikon D40 back in you know 2007 is when I bought it. The camera probably came out earlier than that. I really enjoyed uh, kind of picking up, and that was like an entry level uh, DSLR at the time. And now it's like really antiquated. I sold that off now years ago, and kind of moved it over into other other camera equipment over time. Uh, but that's what I got while I was in college. It was a really good camera for me to learn on and, and kind of learn some of the, the fundamentals of working with a digital camera. And I had a lot of fun working with that. I made it like a ton of photographs with it. Then pretty soon after that, I tried to switch over to something that was more of a professional body when I was trying to take some of the work that I was doing a little more seriously and when I was trying to get hired as a photographer uh, to do really even just student projects at the time. I was trying to uh, get a couple extra lenses and I was trying to get a couple um, stronger features in the in the camera body that I was using. So at the time, I think it was in like 2008, 2009, actually, I think it was in 2009, um, I'd bought my first, uh, like professional body, the Nikon D2H. And at that time it, that was already a pretty antiquated camera. I think in yeah 2009, it probably came out in 2003, I think is what it was. Uh, so that's already like a pretty big gap in time there. And there's been, you know, at that time, especially in that decade, there was just so much advancement in the way that sensors worked and the way that, uh, the 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 seam or it wasn't even a CMOS it was like an Elb cast it was like an LB CAST named sensor I don't even know what that is but it was different than the CMOS system that would be in a lot of cameras I think that maybe we'd probably find now or you know like the the the, the sensor piece in the back and it, it wasn't full frame either it was uh, in even the professional line it wasn't full frame it was still like that crop sensor that Nikon had. Um, so it was good for, for a long time and I was really happy to use it and happy to kind of learn on that camera. It had a ton of features and really I'd probably go back to that, that full professional body of Nikon. Um, if, uh, if I was just to pick any camera that I wanted to use, I think like a Nikon D5 would be an amazing camera to work with. But at the time, uh, what I was trying to do was get a job at a newspaper, like the student newspaper when I was going to college uh, and to try and get some jobs and, or, you know, try and uh, you know, get, get some activity to try and go and take different photographs in different locations. And that job was great. It was cool working for the student newspaper because you get to go to different locations and try and make some interesting photo out of something that's probably not very interesting. It's normally like a, a person talking uh, to, a, to a classroom with beige walls and low level ceiling light or something like that every once in a while you get to go to a football game or something like that something that you you don't really have the opportunity to go to normally that was really fun that was interesting and it provided me a lot of uh, opportunities to do some some different or you know work with different lenses work with um, you know different lighting and, and some sort of you know interesting and dynamic subject matter but a lot of the time like I'm mentioning it was like um, I think I had to go photograph that they were removing pipes from a student building on some side of campus I hadn't been to before, so it was, it, it was the I was supposed to take a photograph of the absence of pipes. It didn't really make a lot of sense. It wasn't really a very interesting photo, and there, there was no people or story around it. So uh, it's you know it's always something like that, or it seemed to be often something like that uh, that was just like had almost no subject to take a photograph of. So it was a challenge in that way, uh, but it was really fun when you got to do something cool. So that's that's why I bought that that Nikon D2H, and then to accompany that, I I think uh, I tried to save up some money in college. That was hard for me to do. I tried to save up I think like a hundred and fifty dollars or something like that to buy the the 50 millimeter 1.8 lens uh, that was like I don't know the, the version of nifty 50 that they have over on the Nikon side it was great to use and, and that that kit there that the D2H and the the 
the 50 millimeter was what I used to take a bunch of photographs for the next many years. It's a great kit of uh, of a camera to have, and it worked really well to to I think like a bunch of the cool landscape stuff that I did on the the first couple of trips I did were just both with that setup. Um, so I bought the, that. I bought that Nikon D2H used on eBay when I made that purchase of it. And I used that camera probably for the longest amount of time. Like uh, I think I used that up until like around 2013 or so when I was kind of trying to shift away from it. Uh, and that's when I was getting into more uh, film photography stuff. At that time, I actually I switched over to a, an even or just a different camera, a Nikon N80 film camera, because I was, I was doing a ton of stuff with, uh, with film and film rolls at the time. And then I bought uh, a Nikon F4S, uh, another film body camera that was from like the, the 90s, I think is when that one was manufactured. I think it first came out in like 1988, that I probably mentioned a couple times. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there. Some stuff on the homepage. Some good links to other other outbound sources. Some some links to books. Some links to some podcasts. Links to some blog posts. All pretty cool. But yeah, check it out at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast. Talk to you next time.